Hello, this is Carmel Jane with the Carmel Jane Talks Business Podcast. We've taken a little hiatus, but we are back, and we are back with a fantastic interview with the wonderful Sadie Hasler, who has got Stiletto Beach playing at Queen's Theatre in Hornchurch from the 4th to the 28th of September. Now, this play is all about female friendships. It's all about women in Essex. It's based in Southend. It is going to be fantastic, but it was brilliant to talk to Sadie. She's got a new baby. She's putting on this play, and what it is to be a playwright and to be producing work that really really resonates with females but it's available it's for everyone the men love it it's funny it's gonna be brilliant but anyway i hope you enjoy this i loved meeting sadie she is a wonderful woman enjoy the podcast Carmel Jane Talks Business Show, but today we're interviewing a playwright, Sadie Hasler. She is a multi-award winning columnist, playwright and actor. Um, her play Pram Kicker and Fran and Lenny have been performed all around the world, but we're here at Queen's Theatre in Hornchurch because her new play, Stiletto Beach, is about to come out. Um, Sadie writes strong and funny roles for women, unwaveringly centred on the female experience. I like it. And this play, Stiletto Beach, is about Essex girls, isn't it? It is. Tell us a little bit about the, the, the play and the the plot and things? So um, it was a commission by Queen's Theatre uh, to write initially um, a one hour long play just for a rehearsed reading that tackled the theme of Essex girls and kind of you know threw the stereotype in the air and made people reconsider their judgments if they had any. Um, So we wrote that um, and worked on that and the rehearsed reading went really really well and then Doug said right we'd like the full version. So then I had to scurry away and kind of uh, rethink it all and everything. But the plot itself um, is set in South End because I'm a South End girl. I thought stick to what you know because yeah. you can't do the whole of Essex justice really. But I think Essex is quite parochial, isn't it? They say Essex girl, but you've kind of got the South End and you've got Romford Way and you've got out Colchester, oh, so and Epping kind of way. So yeah. different, isn't it? I mean, just travelling around from from here to Queens and every day from South End. Um, the differences, I, I, you know, I'm just small, tiny little things where I'm like, oh, I'm not in South End anymore. So it is even you within. Can't it's, the sea. Yeah, no, and definitely. And moving <laughs> away from the water, if de- I can definitely tell when I'm inland. I think this is weird. But anyway, yeah. this is what Wikipedia says about Essex girl: stereotypical image, dumb blonde, bimbo, estuary Essex English accent, white high heels, mini skirts, fake boobs, peroxide blonde hair. Loads of fake tan, promiscuity, loud verbal vulgarity, and socialising at down, night, down market nightclubs. All the good Is stuff. Is that us? <laughs> <laughs> I'm an honorary Essex girl, 23 years from New Zealand. Uh, but yeah, that whole stereotype, is it still going strong, that Essex girl stereotype? Or is it changing a bit? Do you think it's not so much? I think mm, it's really hard to tell, but I think Towie has obviously paid a pl- part in giving it like a turbo boost of, mm-hmm. of the old. Um, yeah. Stereotype. Did you have white high heels when you were younger? No, I've never had white <laughs> high heels. Have you no. had blonde hair? Uh, I um, before I started dyeing it, I'm I was erring on natural blonde. Oh. Like I went blonde in the sun. I'm not. I'm more kind of mousy. Do you know what? I bought into the fake tan. But that's the. <laughs> do you know what? That is the thing. Is that all these things that Essex women get kind of you know. I'm trying not to swear. Uh, have He's come under come under fire <laughs> for. We'll bleep you. For um, it's um, you know. They're things that are just popular all around the world. Well, I think the idea—I was in London, working in London when that whole real Essex white high heels thing was was really strong. And actually, I think it was the same in all the counties. How did, is, it, is it the Essex accent that really kind of caught on to being? I th- yeah, I think it's definitely a working class thing. I think people 
that kind of um, aspirational quality that the Essex kind of gets, you know, not tainted with, but we're supposed to be these kind of, you know, ambitious, go-getting, starting up our own business type of people. Um, so anything that's kind of moved outside the London orbit has been slammed with this, oh, they're trying to better themselves, ah, judgment. So you think it's almost the, it's, it, it seems to me the working class side of things are put, as a put Yeah, down. definitely. Yeah. And I think towns like Basildon, who, you know, that kind of grew from nothing out of this need to rehome Londoners, so they're making, literally making their own towns and, and settlements in some cases. Um, and I think in some ways maybe it's kind of trickled down from like, you know, the men with power and money just keeping people in their place. Oh, yeah, yeah, because it's just like a thing, you kind of brand them as the blonde bimbo and all Essex mm. women, and actually it's a way of, of keeping, keeping them down, isn't it? Absolutely, not, 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 yeah. Them to Keep people down because then they're not a threat. And that's what it is. And I think it's trickled on from there. And then in the 80s, when the stereotype popped up of the Essex man, it started with the Essex man, and then the Essex female, who was his sidekick, um, aspirational woman, high glamour, and um, seen as not having much brain. Um, yeah, and it's not going away. Yeah, I think it's all, especially with social media, there's, there's quite a few women out there that fit the stereotype, but most women in Essex, they're just not like that at all, are they? No, God, no. I don't, I th you know, there's very few women I know that are like that. And the ones that I do, do know, are uh, amazing in, in all their own ways and cannot be defined by that one thing or what they look like or so their that, accent or anything. Was that the basis for the play? You wanted to kind of explore this idea of what is an Essex girl and they're not the stereotype that yeah. looking into that. And I just really wanted to reiterate that everyone is full of surprises and that there is no, you can't ever look at someone and know them, ever. Because just go through the, the synopsis as well, you've got two friends, one wants yeah. to get out and then an outsider comes in and... Yeah, so Kelly and Leanne are South End girls born and bred and they um, live together and then a, a girl called Helen moves into the flat next door who is not a, an Essex girl at all. She's just moved down like Where's a lot she of from? people. Uh, she's, bit, she's kind of like a bit of a mongrel. She's, she's lived in lots of places all around the country so she doesn't really identify and she's kind of seeking roots and a home and a sense of belonging. Um, and she writes an article the night she moves down thanks to, the, thanks to her awful deadline uh, about Essex women and um, she makes a very snap judgment of the two girls and then it kicks off and then it kind of spirals from so there. There's loads of things looking at where we're from, it's looking at Essex, it's looking a lot at female friendship I imagine. Female friendship, love and um, multi-generational female relationships, you know there's uh, Leanne's nan plays a big part, there's a character called um, Dame Vivian Steele who's a former, who's a South End girl who moves away and gets big in Hollywood which may ring familiar with some people mm. in a bit of a Helen Mirren type, yeah, type yeah, sitch. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there's play, you know, it's, it's got strong roles for older women as well because there's a real lack of that. Yeah. Well. But um, the Miranda who's in the marketing was saying sales are going really well. It yeah. sounds like a really Yeah, I mean, I've, really, you know, I've done a lot of stuff with Queens and come to see a lot of stuff at Queens, so I've kind of tried to absorb who they are and who they accommodate and who who they come along. So I have tried to kind of always have that in the back of my mind while I was writing it of stuff that I would like to write and who would love to come and see it. And yeah, I mean, I know you can't play it, please everyone, but I've tried to. Are you a feminist playwright? Okay. 
it's so. It's weird. I've never, I never really, you, you never really sit down to define yourself like that, do you? You just do what, what, what you want, want to, to do. do. But is it important for you to get these female women's stories across and to put women front and centre? Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I run a theatre company with my friend Sarah and we've been going for six years now, I think. And we write mainly for ourselves because it's easier with money, but um, we'd like to you know, write for other people. Um, and we didn't realise when we started it that it was, we just wanted to create strong roles for women because there aren't a lot out Because all, uh, all the stats on like moves, I think a thousand people being shortlisted for directly, only 4% four, four of them women are four women. It's just, isn't yeah. that something like, even extras in movies, there's still 75% of the extras of men it's and stuff. It's just, yeah. Just all well, the stats here, but it's just crazy. I think we just start accepting that we see men Especially, I think in film is you know more obvious than theatre because people watch the yeah. cinema than the, the theatre. But this is brilliant. So it's yeah, really amazing woman out there. But I've, I've, lots of, I've heard quite a people heard of it already. I think it's going to be amazing, amazing run here. So exciting. Um, how challenging is it to be a female playwright? Is it a, is, is playwriting a still a really male-dominated industry? I think, like most things, yes, it is. Um, there's there's loads of women writers out there, but I think they have a harder kind of get in people's faces and say hello and um, make themselves, yeah, make other people aware that they exist, they're making work and that they are persistent in making work and that they've been there for actually quite a long time and learning their craft and getting really, really good. I'm reading Cheryl Sandberg's Lean In and you know, she's obviously Facebook and all that kind of stuff and just have all the stats on how women don't put themselves forward. If you had to learn that, say, I'm here, I'm a playwright. I mean, you've got, you've got a whole you've got awards for your columns, you're an actress, you've been on stage, and yeah. you've been play, so Is it getting easier now that the more you've done it? I think you just get better at just thinking, this needs to be done, and there's no sense in hanging back and not sharing stuff on social media. Don't hold, like, because every time I post something, I'm just like, oh, God, I'm, this must be awful so that little flame of self-loathing and doubt and everything is still there but you have to push it you have to get out there i am um, i interviewed deborah francis white your feminist icon and she said when she was on any of the comedy shows on tv she says just turn twitter off for two days because the trolls yeah. are out oh, yeah. and it was it was kind of weirdly heartbreaking she's a strong woman and you must have the same thing you just have to ignore the haters and the trolls well i don't think i've reached a stage where I would ever oh, get that sort of negative um, impact, that um, negative feedback. You've been on, on a few comedy panels and things on TV. Yeah, yeah. You still, you haven't had to. I've, deal n- with I've never had any people slam me yet. Touch wood. Must be terrible. But, but actually, you still to keep putting yourself out there. Don't yeah. You? Even even with the fear that you don't get things. Yeah. Between. I mean, obviously, I've had reviews where people just thought, you know, they wanted it to be something. Like I wrote a punk play for. Um, the 40th anniversary of punk and um, we wrote we've got some musicians to write some music for it and it turned into this whole big kind of you know female friendship story that spanned you know the late mid 70s to the mid 90s and a bloke came along and he's just like I didn't really care about the story I wanted more music and I'm like well don't come to the theatre then I'll go to a gig <laughs> so you go you know that was quite a mainstream stream interview, a interview, a reviewer, and I did just think... Oh, the reviewer wrote it? Yeah. 
And you're just like, just you just like, play, play, read the synopsis, yeah. love. Do you know what I mean? I didn't say this is for boys to listen yeah. to rap music. And, and if, if you, you don't want to watch, yeah, if you don't want to watch stuff about female relationships, then uh, bye. Watch. What are your main challenges have been overcome to to get this? Because I've. It seems so difficult to get film and to get theatres into production. Like you had to do this hour-long special, mm-hmm. and then you had to get it properly commissioned. And then you have to get it to the theatre, and it's a really long process, isn't it? I think in theatre it feels like it can move quicker than film. Mm-hmm. I don't know how people kind of persist in that industry when they're just <laughs> the slog and the waiting, and then the waiting for people to say, "Yeah, we really love it," and then you know, a year passes and nothing happens, and you're like. Dudes, is anything going to happen? It's insane. I can never, I never have the patience. It's insane. But but theatre, you can theatre. If you're determined, you can do a lot yourself. So you can, you can book. You know, I know it takes money and it does. You know, but you can do things relatively cheaply. And Queens is kind of championing. Queens City is amazing. I mean, I don't know of any other theatre in um, in Essex that does what they do, that pushes it and and allows you to create new work and. Colchester Arts Centre, however, whenever whenever I say that about um, Essex theatres not being terribly supportive, I must do a shout out to Colchester Arts Centre who are brilliant and so very supportive. And a lot of them, I know you have to have all your tribute acts, which are great, and they sell tickets and keep it going. But it does feel like Queens is going now. Oh we God. want more than I mean, tribute acts are great, but just yeah. more than just that and giving a wider audience. It, I kind of every time I see a little tweet go out from Queen saying something else that they're doing or someone else they're supporting or another show or another bit of funding they've got to do something else brilliant. I kind of well up because it just feels like such a big thing that they're doing and that they're put, really putting their all their efforts into really representing people and giving people opportunities and, and everything. So I feel quite... Yeah, exciting it's to be wonderful. here because there's there's, uh, there's your place, Toledo Beach, and there's a play about Essex men kind of going yes. on currently, isn't there? Yeah, so here we are. It's a brilliant play. Ah. Yeah, so yeah. it's um, it's a, from the fourth of September. That's the yeah. preview nights, and then it goes yeah. right through the. Tw- that's a quite a long run for local theatre, isn't it's it? It's a long run. It's not on every night, so it's in rep with. So here we are. Mm-hmm. So there are the odd, odd day off. Um, which I'm sure the cast will be very glad of. <laughs> but um, yeah, so it's going to be a good, good month of um, general Essex hubbub here I think. Brilliant, so how, yeah. how many times will you watch it? God, do you know what I was thinking? Is it really sad if I come to every no. single one? <laughs> I just go, this is mine, I'm so proud of because it. Because the, the part of me inside where I'm just like, this is the only opportunity I'm ever going to be given by a theatre, like no one's ever going to give me this thing again, so I might as well just lap it all yeah, up. Had, um, <laughs> I, I never got to see it, but Pram Kicker was one of the other plays, that got great reviews. Yeah, well, I mean it? that's still going. It's, um, and there was about women having babies, and I kind of yeah. would have been so, I am really wish I'd seen it, but it wasn't local, it was in London, wasn't it? We've, it's been all over, yeah, uh, Sarah and I um, have done it, yeah, all over the UK and in Edinburgh, and, and, and then it's been on in... Um, America a few times and Australia a few times, Rome. So I would just wish I could just hop on a plane and go and see them just out of curiosity. But so will the play kind of grow and change over the the month run, or is it going to stay very? I would imagine it will just keep changing and evolving, and you know, and a lot. You know, for me as a writer, that it will change because I'm sure I'll have the freedom certainly, certainly early on to kind of snip, snip, snip and tweak anything that, you know, if there's any dud jokes, I'll just go cut. Because it's funny, isn't it? 
Yes, well, I hope so. <laughs> I hope so, yeah. The cast are certainly making it funny. They're amazing. Oh, They're just I cannot so wait great. to see it. I cannot wait to see they it. They are an amazing group of women who will make you laugh, make you cry, make you kind of punch the air and just feel invigorated. Just what, are, what are men going to get when they come and see it? Uh, well, we did a read-through the other day, and I was very heartened by the fact that all the blokes were laughing very hard ah, as well. Brilliant. Yeah, so I, I would I'd say if you, you know, it's like it's like anything on telly. If blokes think that something's not for them, but accidentally end up watching something, they're like, oh yeah, you know, it might have a female as the, as the main character, but uh, it you is, know, it is, well, sometimes can be funny, can't they? Oh, I know, it's so ridiculous. <laughs> just it's just humans. It's just, just a story about humans, and it's like, yeah. And they probably all can identify because that's their, their mums and their sisters and their aunts yeah. and their girlfriends and things. So I was going to say, what? Why, why, should, why should we go and see this play? But you've just said it, I think. Go yeah. Give us another soundbite. You mind. like why? to laugh and you like to cry and you like to feel ferocious about female topics. I and like that word, ferocious. Ferocious, yeah. And yeah, just come. And come because you want to support female writers and female performers and, and female directors and female teams and tell the theatre that it's not a risk getting females in to make work. We don't need a whole headline of men to make these things. No, we don't. All my book club's coming. Yay! We haven't chosen Nive, and we've got an all-girls, oh. we have got two men now. But if it's a feminist book club, we're coming to support oh, you. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> Brilliant, thank you. But all of this, it's been an absolute pleasure to meet you. Oh. I'm so excited about seeing the play. I've seen bits and read bits and pieces, but it's going to be incredible, and keep on championing women, and especially Essex girls. Yeah, thank you. Brilliant. So yeah, I just can't believe it. You just, all the funding and trying to just the patience you need and things and it's kind of been a tough time isn't it you've got a baby yeah yeah <laughs> it's been um, crazy it's been wonderful in so many ways in that um, you know after you've had a baby you do uh, reevaluate a lot of things and you feel very different as a woman and you kind of have to battle all your own inner things uh, so there was that thing of like Am I old? Am I past it? Am I? Do, do I, oh, I just feel fat and ugly and all that stuff that every woman must go through. Um, but also, you know, when am I going to work again? When is my brain going to work How again? How long did you have time off? Well, I guess kind of writing and things you can do in and around babies. Yeah. So I was I'm a freelance. So um, I kind of I don't think I did anything. Well, I say I didn't do anything. I was I was always kind of tinkering with bits. But um, maybe six months off completely, and then Doug messaged about this and said, right, I'd like to, to commission you to write a play. So in Cram Kick, it was, it was yeah. people looking at having babies, do you have to go through that, saying, am I going to have children, or did you yeah, always want Yeah, I mean, for years, I kind of, it was really weird, because I was, um, I was very, very broody in my early 20s, and then uh, my dad died, and I think that just quashed it completely, because um, your brain's just, yeah, well, you're grieving, so everything just shifts. And, I, and then I never really went back to being broody at all. And it was always that question of, do I want to have a baby? If I do, how do I want it to be? How long do I want to wait? All the things that you have to factor in as a, as a woman in charge of her life and body and, and whatever. I have a lot of team of youngish women and I say, you know, babies are for life, they're not yeah. just for Christmas, aren't yeah. they? <laughs> yeah. And it's a big decision it and is. it's tough because I think especially if you're a playwright and um, actor, you had a great life, didn't you? You're out mm -hmm. meeting fantastic people and quite a freewheeling kind of yeah. life, I guess. And, and babies aren't like that, are they? No. I did as much as I could with Marcy. Um, I refused to stop. So she came into London with me. She came to the theatre with me. Um, 
yeah so I, I did as much as I could and then obviously once they reach the age where they're all over the place yeah, yeah. and you just think so I can't can do this anymore and it's boiling on the tube and the faff with the pram blah 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 blah, blah. so I, I kind of I have pulled that back a bit and realised that it's better for her to be with you know the two nans who are brilliant oh you've got two nans oh. Oh, they're just as good as oh, mum I think I could just cry how much I love them and how they've just made this whole thing possible they're amazing because I'm from New Zealand I didn't have any nans yeah well, I see my the boy's nan on his dad's side was good but my mum wasn't here she'd come and see me but they think that you've got nans it's just amazing I don't know how people do it because I couldn't have done it if I didn't have them I could never have afforded the childcare to, course, to yeah. do anything it would have been that horrible thing that a lot of women have to go through of you know I'm I am working but pre pretty much all of my money is going towards paying to be able to work to you know. I, I believe we've got to change this story the narrative around women working so saying they didn't have five years off and they're behind for five years it's yeah. like saying they had five years of a totally different skill set yeah. and they can come back to the workforce offering something whereas I think it's so different I mean, yeah. maybe what you're doing you can kind of mix it in but I think women in more traditional work yeah. roles you know, oh. maybe in the city or whatever it's, I think it's just you know, oh they've had babies and it's yeah. just so career limiting isn't it and it's a big decision yeah. to make massive massive because you don't want to put yourself on hold not even for two years let alone forever you know, oh. you know and it's a big decision and, I, and you know I certainly did think do I want to be a mum enough to put down my freedom to be able to write and create and then I just saw so many women who do it all women that I know in South End who are massively creative and you know do so much and they're amazing mums. I just thought, well, <laughs> I'll just get, I'll give I mean, that a bash then. Yourself, I think it's important. <laughs> it's, it's just to say, no, oh, yeah. it's important. I had my me time, and yeah. I go away, and I'm not a mummy. I'm just a creator. Yeah, but uh, but yeah. it's hard. You know, I had a little cry in the bath this morning. Just out. Oh. Of, yeah, for, while we're being honest, I did because the guilt of you know coming here and it being so oh, intense and actually, for my daughter, mm. I felt massively like. Because you're pretty in the zone here. You've got a, a month-long run of your play. It's an Essex. It's, yeah. a, it's, it's a huge thing. And yeah. actually, you, I think that whole lie that women can have it all and they can't. No. You, can, you can be an amazing mum and have a, an amazing career, but you actually, or you can be good at half and half, but you yeah. can't be totally all of it. No. And you will never feel like you're getting any of it right, 100%. It just feels like you're, oh, I'm not quite getting that completely right. I'm not quite doing her justice. I'm not doing this justice because you just you are just portioning yourself up your, in the most your manageable way. Husband partner do half the housework. He's very good with in the kitchen. He cooks <laughs> a lot. Yeah. That's a good thing. My yeah. husband doesn't cook. So to have someone to so here's some lovely food, but yeah. wonderful. Yeah, he's good at, at cooking and kind of figuring out what we're gonna eat for the week and stuff like that. Yeah. That's I think some of the women still take most yeah. of that, don't they? Yeah. My, I've got twin boys who are turning 17 next week and I sometimes wish I could shrink them back down to oh. two and give them big smoochy kisses. Yeah. I shouldn't say, they still let me give them cuddles, but yeah, so you've got to enjoy it too. Marcy woke me up with kisses yesterday oh. and I, just at the time when I needed it, I was just feeling really bad about the juggle and she kissed me and I was like, oh my God, you don't hate me. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, it's weird, yeah. I think quality time, make sure you yeah. I think I think I learned to be present with my kids. Because rather than going, oh, I've got emails, I've got stuff to do, just to go, no, I'm present with my kids, mm. and I think that's it. Yeah. Mine turned out all right, and I worked the whole way through. Good. Yes. That's <laughs> nice to hear. Nice to hear. you love it. You'd be so proud of you. You'd be like, yeah. you know, female champion, that'd be brilliant. Oh, thank you. Brilliant. Okay. Oh, I think it's, I think, I don't know how we fit that in. Do we need to do something so I don't do a weird face to camera? I've got a funny, I go, don't I do a funny face when I finish my interviews? <laughs> I go, oh, and I go, don't do your funny face. <laughs>
Do you miss editing? Or do you prefer the writing? Uh, do you know what? This is my first experience just being the writer and I fucking love it. Oh, really? Yeah. Is it too hard to wear two hats? I don't think my passion lies in the acting. I think when I act, it's a, it's a, just a means of telling the story. I don't think that's my... I love it. I mean, I do when you have a lovely, lovely gig and there's laughter and tears and you're just on stage with your best mate just fucking having a laugh. Yeah, yeah. It's great. But... Is it, I just think I must imagine it would be hard work. Because I'm a photographer, as well as an interview in the podcast, and I feel a bit like I'm on stage. And then I think, yeah. but you know what, if I'm not on form, it's different. But people have paid to come and see you. You've got to be on yeah. form. Yeah, yeah. Is it hard to do that, or do you just kind of go, yeah, this is my job? I've only performed twice since having Marcy. We did Vault Festival with Pram Kicker in January and Vault Festival and uh, Latitude with Pram Kicker in July. And... I had a hoot both times. I suppose you can lose so, yourself and you're not mum and you don't care about anything, you're just doing your thing. But it was a play that I know already, so I, I don't know what I will feel like going into and rehearsal And it's your place, so if you didn't get it quite right, it's okay. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> That's putting pressure exactly. on you, yeah. yeah. Ah, so, I love it. Mm. So you're going to stick with the writing, you think? I'll just see what comes, you know, see what happens. Because Sarah and I will write a new show in the next few months after this is this is. Ah, so what is past. next? Uh, not sure yet. Got a few themes in my head. More, more woman empowerment to, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So we just need to sit down and have some nice little sessions. Oh, it's been amazing to create. Like that. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's it's fun. Awesome. Right, this is our third goodbye. I love talking to you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. inspiration. You. <laughs> Wonderful. Best of luck. I say the book club is coming. I'm hoping you come to the preview as well, so I can shout about that before um, it all, all, all the tickets all sell out and things. So yeah, that would be, be amazing. Any pushing would be great. Thank you. Brilliant. Brilliant. Excellent. Thank you. We'll see you soon. Thanks, Katie. Well, I hoped you enjoyed that. Uh, it was fantastic. Sadie was wonderful to interview. So much fun. I cannot wait to see the show. I'm actually booked in to go and see it twice. I'm going to the preview and going to go and with a bunch of girlfriends to go and see it. It will be wonderful. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed. Uh, we're back to the podcast. We are going to be out and about in Essex interviewing other women and their secrets to success. And hopefully you'll be inspired by their story. So keep an ear out and we will be back very shortly. See you soon. Oh, 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 oh,